Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode 142 of the Love Life Connection podcast. I'm really excited to be here today, and it feels like it's been a while since I've had an expert on the show. I'm pretty sure last month our expert was a rerun from earlier in the podcast, and so now I've got a really, really dear friend, Norma, on the show. And actually, I'm not even going to talk about her right now. I just want to share a few announcements, and then we will get to our amazing guest. So the first thing is, as always, if you haven't reviewed the show yet, please take a minute to do that. All you have to do is scroll down in your podcast player, tap the stars, take 30 more seconds and leave a review. And this really helps to grow the show and to get the show into the earbuds of more women just like you so that I can keep this show going. So thank you. Thank you so much. If this show has helped you at all, please take a few seconds to leave a rating and a review. Thank you. Thank you. All right. The other thing is, so probably let's see, almost a year ago, so it would have been early January, February or so this year, I released a four-part series of the four dating energies that are keeping you out of love. And they were really popular. You all really liked them. And I loved when I would um, meet with a new client or have someone in the tribe and they'd be like, oh my God, Veronica, I'm such a saboteur or I'm the future tripper. Or they'd be like, well, Veronica, I know I'm future tripping, but like, here's what's going on. And I just love that we're A, using the same language and that B, that this was just really helpful for you. It really 
is helpful to, I think, take archetypes and see ourselves in them in different ways. It doesn't mean that like we have to fit ourselves into a box or like this is you and you're not anything else. Um, but it can just really help to understand some of the habits or mannerisms that we might have, and then how to begin to shift them um, or lean into the, the strengths so that we can get towards what we want. So because of the popularity of those four episodes and of the four dating energies, I actually created a quiz for the four dating energies. So all you have to do to take this quiz is go to veronicagrant.com forward slash quiz. And you can take it's like six or seven questions, super short, super quick, and that will tell you if you are the future shipper, the saboteur, the pleaser, or the poor me. And what's really awesome is once you get your result, I'll actually send you a guide just for that dating energy with specific things to work through or um, some specific resources and tools to help you to shift through some of these not so great parts of the energies so that you can um, get around your blocks or limiting beliefs that are keeping you out of love. I've also got a... um, I. I, you know, obviously you guys know that I love like rom-coms and dating shows about, or not like reality dating shows, but TV shows about dating and love. So I've actually rounded up four characters from popular TV shows. And I've got, I kind of archetyped them based on a dating energy. So if you're like the poor me, I'll share with you a character on a TV show that's also like the poor me and same with the saboteur and and so forth. Um, And it'll just be a really great way for you just to begin to get some steps to move forward that are based specifically on whatever the blocks or limiting beliefs that are keeping you out of love and having you attract the same type of crappy guy over and over again, or just out of dating and relationships all together. So again, to grab that quiz, all you have to do is head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash quiz. The quiz is totally free. And once you get your results, I will send you that guide depending on what your energy ends up being. And um, yeah, I think it'll be really helpful for you and super excited to get the um, quiz out to you based on the popularity of those four podcast episodes. All right, so today I have my friend Norma on the show, and Norma and I are working with the same mentor. We're in that mastermind that I've talked about a few times on the show, and she, um, you know, I'm not even going to tell you too much about her because I want her to introduce uh, herself to you, but I just really adore Norma, and I really love the way she talks about meditation here and how it can really help you to, yes, like transform your life and feel more calm and less anxious and like all all of these things that, you know, meditation is research to do. But the way that meditation has helped her to navigate through some really difficult times in her relationships and even transitioning out of her relationship is just, it's really profound. And I can't wait for you to listen because I think that it can really help you take your meditation practice to the next level. If you kind of feel like you're at a plateau or if you're kind of a doubter for meditation, like, don't worry, I was too for a long time. Um, then I think this episode can inspire you to maybe try something, try something in a way that really works for you. And Norma gives plenty of tips and advice for those who are either just really skeptical or feel like you can't get your mind to shut up when you sit down um, to meditate. And I just think you're really, really going to uh, to love it. And I also just want to share that, um, you know, obviously, I know Norma, and I wasn't sure if she was going to talk about transitioning out of her relationship or out of her marriage. And she did bring it up. And so I'm just really grateful for her to 
to bring that up because I think she offers such a refreshing perspective of what it means to be ending a relationship, especially ending a relationship with someone that she thought was the love of her life. So whether you're going through something like that, or you have gone through something like that, I really think that the way that she talks about it and her energy around it can be really inspiring to you. And I hope that that energy kind of just goes through this mic and into your earbuds and then into your body and soul so that you can soak up some of that energy too, because she's got such a healthy outlook. Doesn't mean that it's easy. Doesn't mean that she hasn't had moments of freak out or panic or deep sadness. Um, But it does mean that she's looking at it in a way that I think is just going to help her to grow so much. And I just can't wait to see what her who her next partner will be and what that next relationship will be like, because I just know it's going to be incredible because of the profound lessons that she's allowing herself to go through. All right, so let's get into my conversation with Norma. Hi, Norma. Welcome to the show. I'm super excited you're here. Oh, thanks so much, Veronica. I adore you, and it's such an honor to be to be here with you and to be talking to your community. Well, I'm just so excited. I've been wanting you to come onto the show for, I think we've been talking about this for a while, probably since New Mexico back in March, but um, it's finally happening. happening. Finally. <laughs> um, so... Let's just start. I know you obviously pretty well, but my audience doesn't know you. So share a little bit about yourself um, and the work you do. Okay, sure. So my name is Norma Rubio, for those of you who don't know. And for most of my adult life and my career, career world, I have been a TV news journalist. And so I started as an intern in Seattle back in the day when I was in college and then slowly moved my way up to a network news position, mostly as a producer throughout my 20-year career. And during that time, I loved so much of what I did. I loved how, you know, being able to travel around the country and even the world covering really big stories like immigration and going to the Olympics and um, disasters and plane crashes and murder trials. Um, so my life was super, super busy, and um, but I was also given the opportunity to be really creative, and I learned how to write and shoot and edit and do all these amazing things, and it felt really awesome. And then as I got older, what I realized was I didn't have much of a life outside of TV, and I don't know if anyone listening can relate, but a lot of times, and especially, you can relate, right? Yeah. And a lot of times, especially as women, like I think that we uh, work so hard to try to prove ourselves and to try to achieve and accomplish. And so um, for me, that's what my life became. And my body started breaking down. And then I had that sort of come to Jesus moment one day covering a murder trial in Arizona. And I said, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And I started to wake up. And about three years later, I decided that it was time for me to do things differently. And so I decided to leave my full-time job. Um, I still freelance in TV, um, and I love it. But during the three years um, that I – actually, it's been about three years since I've – two and a half years since I left. During the two and a half years since I left, I really started uh, diving deep into my meditation practice, practice, which I had discovered years prior in Mexico. And um, I learned so much and it was helping me through such a crazy, difficult, uh, emotionally trying time in my life that I, I just said, I got to learn how to help others do this because 
I realized during that time how little I was living in the present moment and it changed my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's break that down because I know it changed your life. I like, you know, it, but like, I know for my listeners, they just like to know, well, exactly how, like, give me some tangibles here. So um, can you share a little bit about that? Like what started shifting in your career with money, with health, with relationships? Um, Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I love to tell the story of one day I was um, not working and I was driving to Target. And all of a sudden, as I was driving to Target, I got to this stoplight where, you know, those intersections where you can either get in the left-hand lane because there's an arrow and you can turn for the arrow or you can go straight, but still get into the into the parking lot straight. Well, mm-hmm. I was like navigating in my head, like, do I go in the left lane? Oh, there's more cars and that light's going to take longer. Maybe if I go in the right lane and go straight and turn in that way, because that light's going to go move faster, but there's more car. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Like, I'm not in a hurry. I don't have an appointment with the target people. <laughs> like my face soap isn't so urgent that I'm, if I don't make it to target fast, I mean, I'm not going to die. Right. Um, And so I was like, everything slowed down in that moment. And I thought to myself, this is how I live my whole life. My whole life, I'm I'm driving around or walking from place to place thinking about everything other than the present moment. Like I have such, I at that time had such a hard time even just looking down to see like my feet or looking out to see a beautiful tree or the blue sky or you know, how many times have we walked out of the door and left our keys inside or forgot something, right? Or how about this one? Uh, driving into the parking lot of a location and going, how did I get here? <laughs> right? Because yeah. our brains are programmed to just think when they're in pause. And so that's um, tangibly how it really started to change my life. And then... I started noticing that the more present and still I became, the more my life started to expand into this really beautiful abundance. And so um, uh, my work situation improved, my meditation practice and all the the communities that I uh, ran in started to uh, grow and expand and become more heart uh, nurturing. Um, and, And also I started to get to getting more in tune with who I really am. In other words, getting to the bottom of the truth of what I really need and want, because I do believe that there's an inner wisdom inside all of us that's calling out and saying, this is what you really want. But there's all this other noise in the way that's saying, no, you should do this and you should do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like sitting here nodding like, yep, yep, yep. (laughs) So just to bring this like even closer to home to a lot of the reason why women listen to this podcast is about, you know, dating and relationships. And, um, and so, and, and this might, and I think this, you kind of already started mentioning this, but like, you know, being true to who you are, knowing what you want, being more present, able to connect with other people. Do you have anything else to add in terms of like how that can really benefit a woman who is looking to call in her partner. Ah, yes, yes, and yes. (laughs) I, you know, it's interesting because in my relationship life, I'm actually going through a very difficult transition. I married the love of my life uh, in 2015. And then um, a few weeks ago, we decided that our soul assignment 
is coming to an end and that we needed to part ways. And it's been a very difficult time for us. And we haven't actually told a lot of people publicly. So, um, so hopefully um, <laughs> my parents and anyone who's listening, <laughs> well, my parents know, but you know, some, not everybody in our circles knows, knows. But, but I wanted to get to the point of this. When Ken and I, that's his, that's his name, when we met, um, I was in a place where I really trusted, number one, who I am and what I wanted. And he was getting to that place too. But I will say that he wasn't fully there when we met. And so I remember during our dating years at one point, um, I said to my therapist at the time, you know, there's something about him that I really like, but there's also a piece and I can't put my finger on it, but that in my heart and soul, I know it's like a missing element. And so I said to her at the time, and this is all um, based on my meditation practice, practice how I was able to tune into to knowing what I really want. But I knew at the time that I didn't want to make any decisions about like breaking up or not until I knew for sure what I wanted and needed. And so that's, so one step in, in terms of building an awareness practice is you start to get in touch like viscerally in your body. Sometimes it's a heart expansion. Sometimes it's a contraction. Maybe it's knots in the belly. You start to get in touch with what happens when you know something is true versus when you know it's not right for you. So when it's not right for me, I can tell right away because my face will get flushed. I'll get tension in my neck and shoulders. Sometimes I'll get nauseous. Those are all usually gen- general indications for me personally that it's not a right decision. Or sometimes it's just nerves and it's healthy and that's okay. Um, but so um, in that case, I was feeling those things and I knew there was something awry there, but I wasn't sure what. But I didn't want to make a decision until I knew. And then a week later, he went to a leadership training and that just broke his heart wide open. And he just like completely expanded into him, his own sort of love for himself, which ultimately leaks out to love for others. And it just changed our relationship in the greatest way. And we just became closer, more intimate, fell in love. And it was the most amazing thing. And then since then, um, in the last three years, um, we both have grown so much and he is now walking through another period in his life where he's discovering more about who he is. And in that process, we've both had to really tune in and determine it's been wonderful, but now we both know that it's just, we've done the work that we need to do together and it's just no longer right for us. And I really do believe that the reason why we get in relationships is to help our souls heal one another. Yeah, totally. Totally. And it sounds like this is like a relationship that's been, I think it's referred to as like a journey mate relationship. It's that you guys are each on your own soul journey and um, you got what you needed from the, both of you guys got what you need from the relationship. And now it's time for the souls to go their own way. Um, yes, and he's a beautiful soul, by the way. He is, and <laughs> and and we and we had such a wonderful time together. And yes, it's heartbreaking, but yes, you're right. It's time for us to sort of move and flourish in other ways. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. I, I wasn't sure if you were going to talk about that, so thank you. <laughs> um, and so, did meditation really help you to like get the answers to, to like to navigate this, or like how would you say, 
or was it more of like the consoling time? Like what would you say meditation was for you during this time? Oh my gosh, everything. For one, the meditation um, helped me, has helped me in my entire life and every part of it to really tune into what I really want and need and just like know. And that just comes with practice and time and we can talk about that in a little bit. Um, but number two, um, when you have an awareness practice where you wake up every morning or whatever time during the day that you can fit it in, and, and it's a consistent thing, it's kind of like working out, right? You're fit. So when you're walking those you know, two miles, you're not having to breathe really heavily because when you've been working out every day, you can actually just walk two miles probably fairly easily. And that's kind of how it is for me in life. Like right now, I'm literally walking through a major breakup. And, um, so number one, the awareness practice helped me know and understand what I really want and need and be, have the courage to take action on that. And number two, it's totally been everything in walking through the emotional, um, turmoil and heartbreak of it all because divorce and breakup is painful. It's so painful, but you know, meditation helped me revel in it because you're, you know, you revel in the good parts of it because you learn how to be in the present moment, right? But it also helps you build a capacity for resiliency so that when you do experience heartbreak and turmoil, um, you have a more grounded space from which to operate on, number one. And number two, um, you give yourself permission to feel radical permission to feel. So I feel angry or I feel hurt and that's okay. And so I use my mindful self-compassion and my meditation to if, you know, put my hand on my heart and say, hey, sweetheart, I know it sucks right now, but you're going to be okay. And also to know when to reach out to friends and, um, and family and ask for the support that I need. I mean, because yes, it's great that we can have a meditation practice, but that alone isn't going to, at least not for me, isn't going to help. Like only, um, I've got to use all the other, I've got to go to the therapist if I need to, I've got to call on my friends to help me if I need it. Um, and, and I don't have to do it alone, which actually I learned through the meditation communities. That's amazing. Um, I love that. And that's really been one of my biggest um, benefits from meditation. Like I'm definitely someone who my stress level can go from like zero to 60 and like <laughs> point whatever seconds and maybe even like frustration or anger can too. You know, I, um, I am a pizza and Ayurveda tradition. Um, and so I feel like when I can, when I am in those spaces, I am very reactive. And so that might mean like snapping or might uh, at someone, but it also might mean just making some rash decisions that may not be in my highest good. And so for me, since I've been meditating pretty much daily since 2015 for me, um, it's, uh, um, I've, I've noticed that I'm less reactive and I'm able to like, okay, this is what's going on. Let's like assess the situation, assess the scene, and then make a decision from there. And like, it just makes me so much happier because I'm not like freaking out all the time and makes, I make better life choices. It's definitely better for my relationship. I'm by no means perfect. Um, but, you know, for me, I know I've been able to see a huge, huge improvement. Um, yes. And if I may add that, yeah. you know, just just because we have meditation practice doesn't mean that those moments still don't happen. I actually had a freak out yesterday because I'm so busy trying to, 
you know, move and get everything in place. And like everything was falling apart. And I snapped at my parents who are in town visiting. And I, I, in the past, I would have either not recognized it that I snapped, um, or I would have beat myself up really for like ever mm-hmm. when I did recognize it. And instead I just immediately apologized. I said, you guys, I'm so sorry for losing it. Yeah. And instead of like, oh my God, you're such a terrible human being because you snapped. I was just like, that's the other part of it. You learn how to forgive yourself and have more compassion when you don't do things perfectly and yeah. according to what you wish that they could be. Totally. Totally. So for people who are listening, who are, I don't know, meditation skeptics or have tried, but it um, doesn't work for them. We're going to, we're going to get to like how to get started in, in just a second, but um, I'm kind of curious to know your opinion on this. Like, do you think meditation is for everyone? <laughs> like for people like, oh, it's not for me or I couldn't get it to work for me. Like, what would you say to that? Well, two things. Um, some people like artichoke hearts and others don't, right? And so <laughs> some people like a moving meditation like yoga or hiking or uh, my ex-husband surfing is a meditation for him. Um, I am not of the um, belief that meditation is for everyone. I really, because it's worked for me, I'm obviously a big fan and that's what I will teach. That's what I teach and that's what I promote in the sense. But, oh no, I'm not going to force it on anyone because for some people it's not for them. Mm-hmm. But one thing I will say though, is that even though it, it, a lot of people think that meditation is really about removing all the thoughts and erasing your mind. And so I hear this a lot. Oh, my mind's too busy. I can't meditate. It's, I'm no, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like saying I'm not flexible, so I can't do yoga. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know about this. You (laughs) have to be flexible to do yoga, right? Right. Right. So, um, so meditation is the same way there. It's not about erasing all your thoughts and it's not about getting to an empty mind, at least not the kind of meditation that I teach, which is mindfulness meditation and mindful self-compassion. What it is, is it's noticing. So noticing the thoughts as they come up and then just letting them pass through like clouds in the sky almost. And maybe if there's time, I'll walk us through a short meditation just to kind of give us a taste of it. But we just notice. And the more and more we become in touch with noticing and then coming back to the body, Um, the less and less we become, like you talked about, more reactive because we catch ourselves before because we're we're trained to notice. And at that point, our brain becomes more integrated. So there is actually science that shows that if you meditate on a consistent basis, you're going to make decisions from the prefrontal cortex part of the brain, which is the more integrated rational mind versus the amygdala, which is in the back of the brain, which is the stress response, stress response part of the brain. Right. And that's, that's like how we get into part of the brain, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's how we get into the fight, flight, or freeze thing. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, yeah. I, I don't think meditation is for everyone, but I do think everyone needs to have some sort of mindfulness practice something that brings them to the present moment. And like, I think that can be anything. Like you said, it can be yoga. It can be hiking, walking. It can be even like doing your dishes. If you're like super mindful about the feeling of the water running over your hands and like the soap and the feeling of the soap. And like, I don't know, I think 
you can um, get a lot of the same benefits from just spending some, you know, five to 10 minutes every day, just being super present with whatever you're already doing. I don't know. Maybe yeah. That's a little preachy, but I think everyone would benefit. No, yes, uh, I agree. And, uh, you know, science actually shows that you're, you can start to improve your health. You can in- improve your relationships. You can improve so many areas of your life just by ta- having a simple awareness practice. And when I say awareness practice, for me, that means sitting in formal meditation every morning. But for others, like you said, just being mindful. Because how many times have we all washed the dishes and thought, oh my God, my rent's due on, you know, on Friday or and you're thinking about 25 different things and you're not really washing the dishes. It's like driving to target, right? Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, okay. Can you take us through a little process? Yes, I can take us through a little process and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get my little meditation bell because for me, it's a great signal of how, yeah, to get us into the and so for people, I don't know what you're going to, what you're going to do. We didn't plan this before. So for people who are walking or driving or doing something, can they still participate or should everyone who's listening at least try to sit somewhere? Well, um, for people who are, are listening in, uh, I'm going to invite you to close your eyes. If you're driving, you can listen, but don't close your eyes and don't <laughs> stop what you're doing. Um, press pause and then come when you get home, maybe try this out. Um, but you can still listen, of course. Okay. Um, and, yeah, would, if, and if you are in the middle of doing something you want to listen to Norma, then, you know, you can at least still um, embody some of the mindfulness, like just being super aware of like what you're doing. If you're walking your dog or doing the dishes or driving your car, you can tell like those are the three things that I do most of my days because those are always <laughs> examples. But. Yes. Walking the dog is a good one, by the way. Like when you're so busy, stressed out in your mind and you like see your dog do something that's so cute, it's like brings you right back to the present moment. You know, I've and- also noticed that Kappa is better behaved when I'm not texting and listening to podcasts and doing this and doing that because I'm, he just can feel my presence. Like he, does, he has no idea what a cell phone is, but I think he can tell when I'm distracted. when I'm not really, I don't know. So I I find that he actually behaves better. Um, Not that I am going to give up podcasts on dog walks totally, but I I have noticed that. So interesting. Anyway, they pick up on our energy. I totally agree. So we'll just do a quick one minute meditation, literally. And this is just going to be to walk us through um, getting, getting a still. And this is something that you can do at home or in the car right before you go to work. So closing your eyes, if you're not driving. And then why don't we all just take one deep breath in and exhale out. And feel free to do that one more time on your own. Deep breath in. Exhale out. And then just allow your body to relax into the chair, really feeling the earth supporting you. Maybe even doing a simple scan of the body, getting in touch with areas of tension anywhere. Sometimes we can get tight in the neck and shoulders. You just soften into the muscles. Softening the belly softening that area around the eyes and the little 
crinkle in between the brows, just letting it all relax. Now what I'd like us to do is just to see if you could notice the breath in the chest area. You can even place your hand on your chest if that's comfortable for you. And if you have uh, trouble with the breath, just listen to the sounds as they move through. But for those of you who are still with me on the breath, see if you can just really feel the sensation of the breath in the chest as it rises and falls. Rising and falling. No need to try to breathe too hard. Just allow it to happen naturally. Rise and fall. Expand. You can even say, breathe in, breathe out. And then if you catch yourself thinking about something, even something like, oh, this is silly. That's okay. It's totally natural. Just see if you can notice it. And you might even say something like thinking. And just come back to this feeling of the breath in your chest. Feel free now to place your hands where it's comfortable for you. Breathe in calm, breathe out ease. And then opening your eyes whenever it's comfortable for you. Mm, thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's obviously not everything there is to meditation, but it can be really that simple, just noticing the breath. Yeah, yeah. And so for people who enjoyed this and are sold, um, what are some tips you have um, just to creating a meditation practice? Well, number one is decide. Decide mm -hmm. that you want to create a meditation practice. And once you do that, it's really, um, you know, David G has this, um, he's a meditation instructor that used to work at the Chopra Center. He has this mantra that I love to use, rise, pee, meditate. <laughs> Literally, like you get out of bed, you go pee, and then you meditate. Don't open your phone, you know, don't get on the computer, just go to the bathroom, empty your bladder, and then meditate. And I love that because for me, that's what seems to work the best. If I don't look at my phone, and start the day um, yet, and I do meditation first, then I find that my day goes a lot more smoothly, usually, not all the time. But for some people, that's really hard because they've got kids, screaming kids, and they've got a family to, you know, get to, off to school, and, you know, people are going to work. And even if you can take a couple breaths where you feel them in your body before you even leave the bed, that's fine too. Even if you do it in the car on the way uh, before you get out of the car to go to, to go to work. Even if you do what you said about walking the dog, washing the dishes as you take a shower, just getting into that place where you just come right back to the met, to the moment. That's fine too. But my best tip is rise, pee, meditate. Do start with five minutes. Um, I think I offer that on my website somewhere. Um, okay. If not, I will put it. I'll give you a link to to one. Okay. Um, 
but like literally just start with five minutes and, um, and then you can expand from there. And if you can't do it in the morning, do it at night. But from, but that's the number one thing is to decide to do it first thing in the morning or make a time of day in which you want to do it. And then the last thing I'll say about this is for me, it's been very, very helpful to have a dedicated space in my house. That's like got like my plush um, carpet and my Buddha and whatever little talismans or symbols that represent peace and calm for me. So that when I walk by it, I'm like, ah, oh, I want to go there as opposed to, I don't want to go there. Right. Yeah, totally. And that's really good. That's been really helpful for me too. Yeah. Having a de- designated space in my home has helped really a lot too. Um, yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Um, I so loved having this conversation and I know that everyone is going lis- to love listening to this as well. So before I let you go, I've got, um, gosh, I haven't done an expert interview in so long. So I have two questions. One is um, where can people go to find you? Well, um, there's two places. NormaRubio.com has um, information about me and the offerings that I have, but also I have my own um, interview series, which I hope to get you on very soon. Um, <laughs> it's called Inner Peace Masterclass, and that's um, InnerPeaceMasterclass.com. So either of those places will be uh, great to go find out more about me or my interview series. Perfect. And I'll put those links in the show notes for everyone listening, so you can just go on your podcast player and those links will be there. And the final question is, what is your favorite way to treat yourself? Mm, oh my gosh, massages. <laughs> <laughs> well, soon I, it'll be facials. You'll start getting <laughs> facials and that will be a favorite way to treat yourself. I love getting facials. Oh I know. God. And for those of you who don't know, Veronica is my like skin ideal uh, icon. Like she's got the best skin in the whole wide world. I had to email her the other day and be like, what is your routine? I need it. Um, she's, um, her skin is, I think she's five years old. I don't know how she's doing this interview right now, but. <laughs> um, well, thank you. Cause I feel like, um, well, I'm a perfectionist. I'm like, Oh, my skin has this and that, whatever. But yeah, the more I've simplified, the better my skin has been. It's also oh. way cheaper on the wallet, which is great. <laughs> yeah. And then this monthly facial. Um, so f- for those listening, like you can just find like an esthetician who has like a monthly membership. And so it's an automated ex- thing. And like, they usually give you a pretty good discount because it's like good for business to have members mm-hmm. um, get a monthly facial that way. And it's just good life decisions. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's definitely going to be, I think, in, in my future. Um, sure. But for now, if I could just, after moving this week, I just need to just go and on a, sit on a massage table and like, oh, there's so much yeah. soreness happening right now. Totally. Totally. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, this was wonderful. And um, I know we'll be in touch soon. Oh, I adore you. I love you. Thank you so much, Veronica. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember, 
remember this. Wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.